Salvador Hernandez and his wife have four children. They live on Chicago's southwest side, just three blocks from St. Mary, Star of the Sea. And the family is deeply Catholic. We come to Mass here. We pray every night. Some of the older kids are praying on their own now, but... um, When their oldest son was ready to start preschool about nine years ago, the Hernandezes knew they wanted a religious education. So they went to an open house at St. Mary's and loved it. The fact that he knew his Our Father Hail Mary uh, and Glory Be coming in was one of the things that we were like, is that going to continue? And of course, coming to a Catholic school, um, to hear that they do incorporate the prayer into the daily routine um, was good. I mean, that was that was great because that's what we wanted to do. Now, with their fourth child in school, the family budget includes tuition times four. His wife stays at home, so the family lives off only Hernandez's salary. That's why this spring, when he heard the state of Illinois had a new scholarship program for private schools, he applied. And he helped a bunch of other families at St. Mary's Star of the Sea do the same. Um, when we were in the computer lab, I know my, my goal was to help the families. And I told my wife, I was like, all right, you're registering our kids. I'm helping these other families. He was scooting around and she was... <laughs> in fact, the school held multiple events to help families apply for the tuition help. And it worked. 30 kids and counting are going to be attending St. Mary's with help from taxpayers. Here's Principal Candace Osaskis. I mean, it is, it's a huge deal. So the families um, come in and they're jumping up and down and excited because it, it, it's a lot of money to put your child in private education. Today, we'll explain how Illinois taxpayers, for the first time ever, are helping parents like Hernandez pay for their kids' private school tuition and how it's already becoming an issue in the governor's race. It's a program that got very little public debate when it was passed. This is On Background, the WBEZ Politics podcast. We're here to bring you the backstory on the week's big story and help you better understand Chicago politics. I'm Becky Vivi. Joining me now is WBEZ education reporter Linda Lutton. She's been following this massive under-the-radar school choice expansion effort and is here to break it down. Hi, Linda. Hey, Becky. So tell me, how did Illinois taxpayers end up paying for private school tuition? Well, to figure that out, you've got to sort of take a trip back in time to last summer. Uh, Illinois had been without a budget for more than two years. And when we finally did pass one, it required that we pass out school funding in a different way. So the state's budget impasse immediately turned into a school funding impasse. But wasn't that for public schools? How did private schools become part of the equation? Well, as lawmakers were haggling over a school funding formula that they could actually get passed, a compromise appeared. And when I say appeared, I mean it appeared. Out of nowhere? Almost out of nowhere. It appeared out of backdoor negotiations. And it was proposing a tax credit scholarship program for the state. What is that? What is a tax credit scholarship program? So a tax credit scholarship program basically offers kids scholarships. That's essentially what it does. These are sometimes called neo-vouchers, backdoor vouchers. Uh, Normally, a bill like this, a law this important, would get run through hearings and committees, and the logistics of what we're proposing would be debated, and they'd be altered based on concerns brought up in those committees. None of that happened in this case. Really, the only time we heard from lawmakers on this 
big school choice legislation in the state of Illinois was as they were about to vote for it. And it just troubles me to see this effort to use a looming crisis as an excuse to begin, a, I would argue, backdoor privatization of our school system. And I can't help but ask, what's next? With the spirit of compromise, we all have to endure some things that we would more than likely would never vote for if it was in a single measure. But it's all here packaged together. I think it's good to focus on the fact that what we need is in this bill. Every school district will get more money than last year. Students will get an opportunity to go to schools they couldn't go to before. I think we've accomplished a lot. Over and above the parts of this bill people like and the part they don't, the number one thing I'm hearing is really, we're doing it again. Months and months and months and months of deliberation and then snap fingers go. It's just run right through before regular people even have a chance to find out what's in it. What did we end up with with the legislation that ultimately got passed? So bottom line, uh, kids get scholarships to attend private schools. That's what this program does. Uh, The money in the program is donated by taxpayers, and they then get a credit on their taxes. So they basically make a donation. They send the money not to the state, but to approved nonprofits who handle all the scholarships, all the applicants. Then the taxpayer gets 75% of their donation refunded to them on their taxes as a credit. So for donors, this is a way to channel your income taxes directly to private schools. For the families and schools, this program works exactly like vouchers. There are 100% scholarships, full scholarships, and there are also partial scholarships that pay three quarters of tuition and fees or half of tuition and fees. So like the Hernandez family, their kids got some or all of their tuition paid for? Right. They were offered three, three of their four kids were offered 50 percent scholarships. And this is the first year that scholarships are being given out, the first school year, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're in the first few weeks of Illinois ever paying private school tuition. We have about 5,600 kids getting taxpayer help this year, just like Mr. Hernandez, to go to private school. How much money are we talking about? Well, no other state has started with a bigger program. Illinois' program allows $100 million in donations. So we're talking about potentially $75 million in taxpayer money being diverted to private school scholarships. That's what the law allows. This year, uh, taxpayers have donated about half the money they're allowed to so far. Linda, what is the whole point or goal of a program like this? Well, the point, the way advocates put it, is school choice. Giving parents of every income level, not just wealthy parents who can afford to live wherever they want to live or send their kids to elite private schools, a program like this is meant to give lower-income or middle-income parents an opportunity to send their kids to the schools they want to send their kids to. Oftentimes you hear it talked about, too, as a way to uh, get kids who are in lower-performing schools to get out of those schools. This is honestly uh, presented a lot of times as an escape valve. Is that how Governor Rauner and other lawmakers talk about a program like this? Um, They do talk about parents being able to choose the school that best fits their child's needs, whether they're parochial, private, 
charter, public, that's the way this is discussed a lot. I often hear lawmakers and definitely have heard the governor talk about this as a way to help low-income kids in particular. Okay, so you're talking about thousands of kids, millions of dollars. If I'm a family like Mr. Hernandez, what does this mean individually for me? How much money could I get in a scholarship? Where can I send my kids to school on these scholarships? So Illinois' new tax credit scholarships pay almost $13,000. Wow. And that number's going to continue to go up. It's tied to the cost of public school education for Illinois students. That's enough to pay for most private schools in Illinois. Sometimes these tax credit scholarship programs or voucher programs are criticized because they're not actually enough help to to actually fully pay for uh, private school tuition. Illinois' scholarship amount is the biggest of any of the 18 states that have this program. Wow. How much is tuition at St. Mary's Star of the Sea? Uh, At St. Mary's Star of the Sea, it's $5,200. Oh, so this would more than cover that. More than cover it. So if a family qualified, if a family qualified for free or reduced price lunch, for instance, and won a full scholarship, their entire tuition and fees would be taken care of by this. Hmm. What about the credit for taxpayers? How does that compare to other states? That's also huge in the case of Illinois. In Arizona, that's where these tax credit scholarships got their start. An individual taxpayer can get a credit that's worth $1,100. In Illinois, you can get a credit worth a million dollars. And we've already had eight taxpayers donate a million dollars or more to this program. Any nonprofit can apply to be a scholarship granting organization. They can be authorized by the state. We currently have nine authorized in this first year. We have five that took in money and... I guess one thing to know about this is that the scholarship granting organizations are allowed to keep 5% of all the donations that they take in. And in Illinois, the group that wrote this legislation and then lobbied for it behind the scenes is currently the biggest beneficiary of the program. They are in line to take in about a million and a half dollars based on the number of contributions they've taken in. Just that that's the 5% that they get to keep? Right. It's an administrative fee for operating the scholarship funds. Okay. We'll get into more in just a minute, but first we have to take a quick break. Linda, why is Illinois' Invest in Kids program so controversial? Well, I think the key reason is that this is the first time we're taking public money uh, and moving it to private schools. This is taxpayer money going to private, private schools. That hasn't happened before. And I have to say, right now, there will be supporters out there who dislike my description of this as public money because technically this money never touches the public coffers. Because of how these tax credit scholarship programs are set up, donors are giving their money 
to the nonprofits, the money actually never comes into the state. Then the state is refunding taxpayers their money through these credits. So they're saying that it's like any any old donation, like the ones people give to public radio. Right. And they're saying it's voluntary. But the truth is that if you give your money to public radio, the state is not refunding a portion of that on your income taxes as a credit. And that's what's happening in this case. Money that would otherwise be coming into the state, that's going to private schools. Um, There's other reasons it's controversial. Illinois has a law against public money funding religious schools. How did they get around that? Well, that's why these scholarship-granting organizations play such an important role. The money is not going to the state, so it's not public money. Technically, Mm. it's private money. So what do we know about all of the money that's going to these scholarship groups? I wish we knew more. Uh, There are problems in this law with transparency. Um, Reporters like me, if the state is taking in money, I can request information about that money, when it came in, who gave it, when it's going out, what's happening to it. Um, I don't have that ability with these scholarship groups. So these groups currently have, you know, more than $30 million in what would be taxpayer money, would be tax money. And we don't have a good way of finding out what's happening with that. The scholarship groups are required to do some reporting. We will get information about where kids live, what schools are seeing more scholarship recipients, what schools the scholarship recipients go to. So do you have any early numbers or does anybody have any early numbers? Well, WBEZ requested information from all five active scholarship granting organizations. And one of the things we found is that good percentage of the scholarship winners are actually not low income. 28% of kids who've won scholarships do not qualify for free or reduced price lunch. Uh, Those are middle income kids. Um, Another thing that it looks like uh, from our reporting, it looks like many of the kids who are winning scholarships actually already attended private school. Like the Hernandez family? Exactly like the Hernandez family. It might be hard for us to ever find out how many kids are switching from public school or how many scholarship winners had already been attending private schools. And I actually think the fact that we're supposedly prioritizing low-income students, but we've come away with, at least now, 28% of the kids not being low-income raises a lot of questions. And these are all things that had lawmakers spent more time vetting this program, we might have known otherwise. Correct. Are there any lawmakers trying to maybe revise or change the Invest in Kids Act? Um, The first attempt we saw at that came from a senator named Jennifer Bertino Tarrant. She represents a district in the southwest suburbs near Joliet. Right. What are your other flaws? You got a little. You got a notebook here. Uh, Yeah, I know. I do. I this is this has been like I said a project of love too. The bill she had proposed this last session it didn't end up going anywhere, Uh, but it basically it would have frozen money for tax credit scholarships unless lawmakers approved increases annual increases for public education in the state. Again, it wasn't. You know, a lot of the thought was she's trying to get rid of the scholarship program. I'm not. I'm not trying to get, I just, I think, I think it is a reasonable bill to say we have to fund public education before we can give 
people tax credits. She has a fascinating background. She went to Catholic schools. She taught in Catholic schools. She was a principal at a Catholic school. She also worked in the public school system. So she was sort of a perfect lawmaker to propose this modification, this bill. What do supporters of Investing Kids think about the bill she introduced? They strongly dislike it. They worked hard against it. I've gotten some nasty letters, you know, and, you know, I, I had a, even a priest who, who Facebooked me and said, you know, Catholic schools were good enough for you and you're not, you're not good enough for everyone else. And that's not, that's not what I believe at all. You know, one of the things that supporters are doing, supporters of the tax credit scholarships are doing, is organizing the families that have won the scholarships. Um, they're also counting on more donations coming in, more families winning scholarships. Um, so there are organizers on the ground who are trying to convince folks like Senator Bertino Tarrant to support the tax credit scholarships. So, so people like Mr. Hernandez, who's benefiting from the program, they're on sort of a campaign mode? Absolutely. For instance, Mr. Hernandez School, St. Mary's Start of the Sea, the principal at the school Candace Usauskas, House Speaker Madigan is her representative, her state representative. She talked about making sure he knows how important this is to her and the community and the families she serves and the neighborhood. I was at the um, night out against crime last night. And I made sure I made a beeline for um, Speaker Madigan. And again, I said, you know, we need this. Thank you keep supporting it because it really does help all the schools in this area. So. What did he say? He's not a talkative guy. No, he's not. He's not. He just kind of smiled, shook my hand. and But I just thought it was important he know that. And Mike Madigan, he's the Speaker of the House in the state of Illinois. He's one of the most important politicians. In fact, this bill probably wasn't possible without him and the other leaders agreeing to pass something like this. They came up with this compromise. At the very least, he agreed to it behind closed doors. And some people have pointed out that all four leaders in the General Assembly all went to Catholic school. You know, one of the things that we know about private school enrollment nationwide is that the percentage of affluent families who send their kids to private school has remained pretty constant over time. And the percentage of families from very low-income backgrounds who send their kids to private school on, on scholarship programs and things like that, that's also remained really constant over time, you know, over decades. But where we see a tremendous fall-off in private school enrollment is in the middle class. That's Mr. Hernandez. That's the families that go to St. Mary's Star of the Sea. No matter how Madigan might feel about this legislation, we have a governor's race. This has become an issue in the governor's race. Earlier this week, Governor Bruce Rauner released a new campaign ad attacking his Democratic challenger, billionaire J.B. Pritzker. J.B. Pritzker. He took tax credits to protect his wealth. In fact, he paid no state income taxes in 2014 after taking tax credits. But as governor, J.B. Pritzker would end tax credits that help low-income students. We're going to get rid of them. Immediately? Yep. The hypocrisy is clear. Tax credits for Pritzker, but not for low-income students. Linda, J.B. Pritzker, the Democratic challenger, it sounds like he doesn't support this program. Right. What have you heard? I talked to J.B. Pritzker's campaign 
he is affirming the fact that he doesn't think this scholarship program should exist. Uh, the campaign sent me a statement. They said the state shouldn't lose out on precious education funds in order to give wealthy donors a tax break. Uh, you know, their statement said JB believes investing in our public schools so that every child, no matter what their zip code, has a quality education in their own neighborhood. That was their statement. Is it going to come up in other races, do you think, in the November election? We're already starting to see that. Democrats in some districts have made an issue of the tax credit scholarship. But I think Democrats are in a really hard position. Actually, think you see that somewhat with Senator Bertino Tarrant in that she has constituents and she has constituents who call um, and she has fellow lawmakers, for instance, who represent heavily Latino areas or heavily working class areas that are extremely supportive of any program that would help them get their kids into a private school. So I think Democrats actually have a real challenge uh, when they're up against what looks like a program that lets my kid get a better education. Some people would say, though, that private school doesn't automatically equal a better education. No, absolutely not. And there's actually research that suggests that even kids who win a scholarship aren't necessarily better off. Uh, They don't end up in private schools that outperform public schools. Teacher unions have called this program an assault on public education and a benefit to the wealthy more than it is a help to schools and education. They will clearly uh, fight this provision. Does it actually hurt public schools? I think it just depends on who you ask. I was really curious to ask these religious school leaders that I was talking to that question um, because clearly these are people who are thinking about uh, morality and ethics. Um, So I talked to the principal at St. Mary's about that. Do you think this program hurts anyone, hurts the public schools or hurts? You know, I've heard that that's been the negative side. I've heard that some people believe that. I don't see how it does because we're not taking anything away. I also talked to the superintendent of the Universal School in Bridgeview, Illinois. That's one of our country's biggest Islamic schools. My name is Safa Zalzur. I believe from a practical point of view, this is a net plus for public school and for the state. I would hate for it to become the battle cry for for people who say you are undermining public education. Far from it as far as I'm concerned. You are providing more variety. You are providing more choices for people in a way that, in fact, that in my mind does not uh, negatively impact or break uh, the funding for public education. And at the end of the day, it is on the state, on our legislators, to make sure that they are funding uh, public education properly. Neither of those school leaders felt like this program is hurting public education. But other people that I talked to absolutely believe that that these sorts of programs do hurt public education. One of those people is Kevin Wellner. He's an education professor at the University of Colorado, Boulder. He chairs the National Education Policy Center. Usually, at least with the tuition tax credit policies, but also with more traditional voucher policies, we start smaller usually. And then, you know, two or three years later, the legislature might increase the amount uh, going to these programs. 
And then you see another increase a few years later, right? So there's a camel's nose under the tent element to the first bill. And then you start to see an expansion, not just in terms of the amount of money going toward the plan, but also in terms of which kids are eligible. I also think that for people like Wellner, they're looking at public education as serving a function beyond just uh, good academics. I think they're looking to public schools for the sort of role that they play in the creation of a democracy, which if you're thinking about it from that perspective, you can understand the idea of wanting everybody to go to school together, uh, no matter if you're from a Catholic background or Islamic background, if you're liberal or conservative. Uh, One other thing to point out, you know, this law is actually supposed to sunset uh, in five years. We have a gubernatorial candidate promising to get rid of this program as soon as possible, earlier than the sunset. But we also, on the other side, have thousands of families now who are deeply invested in this program. And that is a constituency that's only going to grow and that's already getting organized for this fight. Linda Lutton covers education for WBEZ. Thanks so much for being here, Linda. Thank you. You can find more of Linda's reporting on this topic at WBEZ.org. That's all for this episode of On Background, the WBEZ Politics Podcast. You can rate, review, subscribe, and download in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow all of WBEZ's political coverage at WBEZ.org slash politics. And always on air at 91.5 FM.